1: Hello and welcome to Gloss, the pop culture podcast and conversations you have with your friends. We're your hosts, podcaster Belle Crawford, that's me, and Anna Scarborough-Rawson. Hello. Hello. We're pretty excited about today's deep dive, aren't we? It was a big part of our childhood. Bit of a flashback. Yeah. from the past. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen were a phenomenon of the millennial era. Rising to fame from their role on popular sitcom Full House, they became the it girls for 90s kids. So how did they go from influencing a generation before social media was in existence to closing the doors on their billion dollar empire and completely disappearing from our lives and the public eye? Welcome to our two part deep dive series on Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mary-Kate and Ashley Fuller Olsen were born on the 13th of June 1986 in California to Dave and Janet Olsen known as Johnny. Ashley was born first two minutes to be exact before Mary-Kate and the fraternal twins grew up in Sherman Oaks in California with their older brother Trent and younger sister Elizabeth.
2: Two things how crazy is it that their middle name is Fuller and they're fraternal?
1: Yeah well only Ashley's Ashley's middle name is Fuller. Oh, yeah. Still, I know, I found this out during research. I feel like that's a fact that most of us Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen fans didn't know, did we? So you're learning something.
2: Well, their mum, Jani, had a friend whose daughter was signed to a talent agency, and she told Jani casting agents love twins, so Jani sends photos of the girls to an agency. And at six months old, the twins were cast in the role of Michelle Tanner in ABC sitcom Full House.
1: Now, we're all familiar with Full House. The show was about three single men living in San Francisco, raising Danny Tanner's three daughters, DJ, Stephanie, who is one of my favorites, How Woo a weird side note remember their neighbour I don't want to say weird neighbour Kimmy she was strange she was pretty (laughs) annoying though and also Michelle Danny Tanner was played by Bob Saget R.I.P. yeah his friend Joey played by Dave Collier and his brother-in-law, Jesse, was played by John Stamos. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. The twins started filming when they were nine months old to comply in with child labor laws. And babies were allowed to be on a film set for 20 minutes at a time each. So with the twins, they could get 40 minutes of filming time with them, which is often referred as a two for one when talking about the Olsons.
2: The audition process for Full House would have been so chaotic. It was a room full of twin babies crawling and crying and the casting process was really brutal. Babies that weren't considered to be cute were eliminated. Babies that cried or dribbled were also cut as they worked to find their final Michelle. It's crazy to think that so much of their success is hinged on happenstance. All babies cry, they get tired quickly and grumpy and they dribble. The producers were drawn to Mary-Kate and Ashley. They were adorable with big blue eyes, blonde hair and cute faces and they didn't cry on the day.
1: (laughs) So basically, I mean, obviously they're beautiful little girls, but the fact that they didn't cry, they were like, okay, these are our girls. Yeah,
2: they say that on the documentary that on the day they were just... Cute, calm, happy babies.
1: (laughs) According to the VH1 documentary Driven, a producer has said that they had hypnotic faces and they didn't spit up on me. They immediately let us play with them and they weren't afraid of people. Once filming with the twins began, the producers realised filming a TV show with real-life babies was more difficult than they expected, and while the girls were doing a really good job, I mean, hello, they are nine-month-old babies, they did cry a lot.
2: At the time, none of the lead actors had children of their own, and a funny and also slightly sad tidbit is that John Stamus, who played Uncle Jesse, actually tried to get the twins fired. He thought they cried too much.
1: At times, as you would expect, Mary-Kate and Ashley were beside themselves every time they were taken away from their mum. They would have been experiencing separation anxiety and the producers brought in a studio coach to look after the twins on set so they weren't constantly being taken away from their own mother. Now producers decided that Johnny couldn't even be there on set with them as it was just too much of a distraction so she was asked to drop them off and leave. That's
2: so sad. Their studio coach, Adria Later, would use puppets, pull funny faces at them, anything she could do to get them to smile.
1: Over the years, Mary-Kate and Ashley received a lot of criticism over their acting skills, but if you think about it, that's not really fair. They never actually chose to be actors, something which I think we're realising more now as we're adults. No, they were chosen because they were cute. It turns out babies aren't very good (laughs) at acting. Mary-Kate was the most comfortable on set during their time on Full House. She would film most of their scenes, and when she got tired, Ashley would step in.
2: The first season of Full House didn't actually rate very well and was almost cancelled by ABC, but they decided to renew the show for a second season.
1: It was at this time when the twins' mum, Johnny Olson, was having second thoughts about the girls being on the show and told producers they wouldn't be returning.
2: This is a really interesting point to reflect on. Johnny obviously had a gut feeling that this could potentially negatively impact the girls in the future.
1: By this stage, Mary and Ashley were very important and popular characters on the show, and the producers offered Johnny and Dave full time nannies and a driver in an effort to keep them on side.
2: The Olsons were a one income family. Dave had a good job as a mortgage broker, but they were about to have four young children as Johnny was pregnant with Elizabeth. Dave said it provided the calm they had been lacking.
1: Now, in the earlier seasons of Full House, Mary-Kate and Ashley were earning $2,400 US per show, but this, over time, increased to $80,000 per show during the later seasons. Crazy amount of money. That's per twin as well. (laughs) Double, like, they may have been playing one character, but they were taking in double the income, baby. 1990s money too.
2: Babies had been on TV shows before the Olsen twins, but often they would be replaced with another actor as they got older. This was the first time an audience got to watch the same children grow up on a TV sitcom.
1: Yeah, Mary-Kate had her first steps on camera and Uncle Joey taught the girls how to ride a bike for a scene, something which their dad Dave has said he didn't feel good about because he wasn't able to participate. And in the VH1 documentary, everyone involved with Making Full House were really proud about how they were helping to raise Mary-Kate and Ashley on camera.
2: Yeah, we're looking at this in hindsight as adults and through a 2022 lens, but this is a pretty messed up. The show was tanking and to save it, they decided to do this social experiment watching young girls grow up on camera, seeing their value on monetary gain and ratings.
1: At the same time, their parents let that happen. I'm not blaming anybody, but they were all involved in what can be viewed, I guess from one perspective, as exploiting Mary-Kate and Ashley. The girls didn't ask at six months to be on a TV show, and in an interview with Mary claire Mary-Kate said she wouldn't wish her upbringing on anybody, and quote, We were little monkey performers.
2: In 1990, Mary-Cade and Ashley's parents hired entertainment lawyer Robert Thorne to manage their contracts. Robert is one of the reasons the twin made as much money as they did. They were millionaires by the time they were at the age of 10. They were the youngest self-made millionaires in American history.
1: Yeah, their merch would make a billion dollars a year at Walmart. Isn't that crazy? They had everything. They
2: had like home products, body fragrance. What does a 10-year-old need with home products? They have no
1: home. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Franklin the creator of Full House wanted the girls to star in a made for TV movie he was directing and in 1992 Mary-Kate and Ashley got to act together for the first time to grandmother's house we go it was number 10 in the weekly rating showing Mary-Kate and Ashley's popularity and that they could succeed out of the Full House bubble and planted a lucrative seed inside their manager Robert Thorne's head yep Robert (laughs) Thorne At
2: six years old, Mary-Kate and Ashley became the youngest producers when Robert, Dave and Johnny Olsen formed Dual Star Entertainment, a production company they would run for the girls until they were 18 years old.
1: Yeah, and a deal was made with ABC for Dual Star to produce a new TV series, up to four movies and specials for the TV network. It was actually turned down at first, but Robert said he'd take Mary-Kate and Ashley to another network aka Full House Without Michelle. A generation of 90 babies were obsessed with her. I guess that's business, baby.
2: There has been criticism that Mary-Kate and Ashley were given producer credits and would own their own work. But on the flip side... It was a really smart business which protected Mary-Kate and Ashley. The girls' careers wouldn't be determined by being cast by Hollywood. They made the lion's share of the money and to protect them from being exploited by the industry. I guess we have different takes on what exploited means, but it was a very smart move. I think
1: that it was a good way they set them up, don't you think?
2: No, I think setting the company up was really, really smart. I think along the way, though, like over how much they were overworked and stuff, mm. that's the only part I think they might have been exploited in some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I think their parents protected them as much as they could yeah. have. Mm-hmm. I don't blame their mum for taking it. Like they had four kids and they offered them a full-time nanny and a driver. I mean, I would have taken it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So unlike most parents of child stars at the time, the Olsen parents were more business savvy and had the foresight to set up a company to protect their daughters, probably with the help of this manager as well a trait the girls have benefited from inheriting, which we will get to in part two. Kay and
2: Ashley made and starred in Double Double Toil and Trouble in 1993 and How the West Was Fun in 1994. And you may remember their musical videos, The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley from 94 until 97.
1: Yeah, these were musical mysteries where the girls would solve crimes before dinner, also marketed with a book series.
2: They recorded a number of albums, one which outsold Metallica for a year, which is
1: hilarious. Yeah, I bet those guys weren't very happy about that. Robert Thorne. ...is the
2: original Chris Jenner.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to give him mummager vibes, but he wasn't the mummager, so oh. yeah, it's pretty funny.
2: Their schedule became more packed than most adults would handle, and they would shoot their filming commitments outside of Full House over the weekends or during breaks between seasons.
1: Yeah, and after taking turns to play Michelle Tanner for eight seasons... Full House ended in 95, not waning in popularity though, we were watching it way beyond then. It was on our screens for years to come, much to the pleasure of us 90 kids. Hands down, I don't know about you, but it was one of my favourite shows, ever. I
2: definitely watched it, they're a few years older than me, so I think I was a bit late to the party, but they had reruns for... Yeah, Years and years. I think I watched the reruns. Yeah. A monumental year for the Olsen family, their parents, Dave and Johnny, separated. And while they have kept family matters private, it was widely speculated differing opinions on how best to navigate the girls' busy careers was a factor. Wild when Mary-Kate and Ashley were only nine years old at this stage.
1: Yeah, you think about it. Obviously, it would have been stressful for the family. But if you, again, not taking any sides, you look at it from outside of it, you know they created this girl's career, and that ultimately, well, is speculated to be one of the reasons for their divorce.
2: It would put any relationship under huge stress.
1: Yeah, and the Olsen family continued to grow with the girls gaining two more siblings, Courtney and Jake, after Dave later remarried. So that is six kids in this Olsen family. They're very cute kids as well.
2: Quite a few children. With the full house chapter coming to a close, there were talks about the girls' careers being essentially over. Pretty nasty of adults when we were talking about two little girls who, let's be honest, did an incredible job and were placed on the show For as long as they've been alive, pretty much.
1: Mm, Yeah, I don't think it's fair to criticise Mary-Kate and Ashley's acting. People
2: were taking bets, apparently, in offices there about how dead their careers were, which is so awful. So
1: mean. Poor little girls. And they were really funny. Another fact, another thing is that uh, Mary-Kate was often known for having quite good comedic timing. So she was often brought in for the the funny scenes where she had to be a bit funny and the timing had to be on. And Ashley was really good at doing the more serious scenes so that's a little more bit of
2: emotional a
1: yeah more fact that's throughout. so interesting yeah.
2: well they showed them didn't they and they continued to dominate the childhood market
1: still to come we revisit the movies and shows mary kate and ashley filmed after full house they may be some of your childhood favorites we're about to unlock some memories and how the girls influence soared as they entered tweenhood we'll be back after a quick break
0: say hello to a new era of mental health care
1: They went on to film It Takes Two with Kirstie Alley. I loved that back movie. in the day. Yeah. And Steve Guttenberg. Mary-Kate played Amanda Lemon and Ashley was Alyssa. They meet at a summer camp and they go about matchmaking their dad and social worker. It's pretty funny. I've got a bit of the trailer to play to you. Have a listen to this. Who is she?
0: She's going to be your new mother. <gasps>
2: For every woman who ever longed to become a mother.
1: Drop the bat. Let's
2: But what I see is me. I see me too. I'm the woman of the house, and you're off to a year-round boarding school.
0: (laughs) Now a couple of identical strangers have decided to play Matchmaker.
2: All they gotta do is meet once, then they'll fall in love for sure. The movie made $19.5 million in theatres, and the girls won the Kids' Choice Award for Favourite Movie Actresses among a number of nominations. Do they still have those awards anymore? I remember those. Or like oh, yeah. The Nickelodeon awards they used to have. There were so many awards back then.
1: Yeah, they were always fun, weren't they? Maybe we're just a little bit out of the target market, so we're not really watching <laughs> them anymore. What do you mean? Not tweens anymore. <laughs>
2: oh, I wish. I didn't actually remember it until I was watching in no, the, the VH1, and they played and I was like, oh, I remember
1: that movie, like. Really good. Yeah. During this research, I knew I'd watched a lot of this stuff, but we had to go back and revisit it because I mean, gotten so yeah, much of this stuff, and then you watch it and you're like, "Yep, this is core memory being I've, unlocked." Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a,
2: yeah, it's, it was a core memory. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> then they were on to their next TV sitcom, Two of a Kind. Again, I didn't fully remember, but then I started watching it, and it was all coming back to me. Which was about a college professor. He was a widower dad raising his twin daughters. Mary-Kate, played Mary-Kate Burke, so they took on their own names in the series, was a tomboy who loved horses, sports, and also modelling.
2: And Ashley is Ashley Burke, a girly girl who loves dancing, fashion, and cheerleading. I hate you! (laughs) Why? You ruined my party telling everyone you kissed a boy. It's all they wanted to talk about. What's the big deal? It's not like you even liked the kiss. Gary had nacho breath.
0: (laughs) If you didn't like
2: it, then why'd you keep talking about it? Because they kept asking me about it. Yeah, well, now my friends like you better than me. My life is ruined. Your life is ruined? Yeah, well, what about me? I can't eat nachos anymore. And interesting, this sitcom was actually written specifically for these girls, so made for them. Mm. And they love a widower dad raising daughters, don't they?
1: Yeah, this is a theme throughout a lot of their movies, their projects. There was often...
2: Single parent.
1: No mum. And I've listened to some analysis about why that was, because it is interesting. And some people are saying it would build the connection between the twins even more. Oh. Yeah, but still, it was an interesting thing. Like, why do these poor girls, I know they're playing fictional characters, why did they never have a mom? Like- yeah,
2: I think in Grandmother's House We Go, it was um, a single mom, and there was a really awful, like, creepy guy that would always hit on their mom. Mm. It was obsessed with winning the lotto, and then by the end of it, she's with that guy,
1: Here's a clip of Two of a Kind.
2: This was when the girls' personalities were defined and emphasised, which increased their popularity. As a generation who were obsessed with twins, they had all bases covered and we could all relate to one of them.
1: Yeah, what was about this obsession with twins we all had?
2: There were a couple, like there were the, um, was it Tamara and, you know, the other ones? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Sorry, uh, <laughs> ma, ma, ma. But no, I do remember being a kid. It was almost like you craved that having, a, if you didn't have a sister, maybe it's like having a best friend. And well, like Lindsay
2: liter- Lohan and her sister in that movie. Yeah, but we all knew
1: they weren't real sisters. <laughs> this was different. I know, but like there were a lot of twin <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a thing for the 90s. Here's an interview of Mary-Kate and Ashley talking about the show on Rosie O'Donnell's talk show.
0: And it came in number one in its time slot. Yeah. That's gotta be exciting for you, huh? Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, you're yeah. back to work, you like the grind of the, the schedule? Yeah. It, you do? It, it's
2: actually pretty easy. It's a lot of fun,
0: yeah. It's easy for you because you're used to it, Yeah, right? it's just kind yeah.
2: of hard to get the school work because you have to come in early and then do the schoolwork and then go to work, so right. that's kind of hard, but You have tutors fun. there on
0: the set. Right. right. Yeah. Now, did you get to do anything fun on vacation? Yes, we went to Disney World. You did? Yes. Had you ever been there before? Yes,
2: Yes, and have you ever gone on Tower Tower of Terror? Already at peak popularity, the girls and their management have everything covered. Their acting projects were promoted across their fan club and they had merchandise. They were boss babes well before the boss babe era.
1: In the VH1 documentary, their baby coach mentioned a conversation she had the girls having about money.
2: Yeah, one of them was saying, not complaining, but just talking about how hard they were working, and they said, one of them said, I better be making at least $2 a week, and the other trim was like, $2? It better be at least $10 or I'm not doing this.
1: While they were softly spoken, sweet girls, they had strong opinions, and as they were growing older in this environment, they were becoming more influential, especially when it came to fashion.
2: The stylist from Two of a Kind said she would have to bring five racks of clothes each for the girls just to pull three outfits they liked and if they didn't like something, they didn't wear it. She also said she quickly learned there wasn't a great deal of negotiating with them and in an interview I actually heard her saying because they were my bosses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Not only were they becoming more vocal about what they liked to wear but also about their schedules and wanting to work less days. Fair enough, they were kids. Mary-Kate loved riding horses and Ashley did dancing. So just like other kids with the extracurricular activities, filming would often end when they had lessons to go to.
2: Yeah, it seems though they were trying to achieve a level of work-life balance. At this stage, the girls were too valuable for them to risk losing, either by burnout or for them losing interest in acting.
1: Because they were working all of the time, and while trying to fit in schooling as well on set, the girls weren't resting that much, and they were often tired, as you would imagine. Hello, this sounds exhausting. (laughs) Yeah.
2: After 24 episodes, two of a kind got cut. It was rating quite well, but it wasn't really working in with the TV network's plan.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sad. I, I really liked that show. Yeah, that it, was a, it was
2: actually right, eh, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. As polarizing as the Jill star entertainment thing can be, it was actually quite smart because this meant that they could keep doing things regardless of their shows being cut. So a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, the devil works hard, but Robert Thorne yeah. works harder.
1: He was the original Christian, yeah. for sure. This was the second time that their show had ended, and it's a very common occurrence in the industry. And again, the tabloids were convinced their careers were over.
2: Not the case as this was when their video movies were taking off. You may remember watching some of them when in Rome, Watching goals, holiday in the sun, one of my personal faves, <laughs> want to go stay at the Atlantis still.
1: <laughs> oh, it's actually a lot of fun watching this stuff back. The quality may not be as amazing as you think for our standards. As we say, yeah. poor childhood memories being unlocked, it could be that nostalgia you're looking for and maybe a little bit of comfort.
2: Storyline's not that great, a little <laughs> bit un-PC, but you know.
1: Yeah, this was when the girls were getting more involved with the process and decisions around scripting and casting and you noticed as well, especially when it came to boys.
2: Yeah I found this point really interesting. All their movies had love interests but these boys were really more like men. Most of them were in their 20s and Mary-Kate and Ashley weren't even legal for a lot of these movies so I was quite surprised when I learned that they were apparently choosing these actors because they were quite hands-on and this was the first time that their executive Producer title wasn't just a title, and they were really making a lot of decisions.
0: Mm,
1: I guess they had gained a lot of experience and were close in age to their target market. Yeah, but I think at this time as well, you look at celebrities or stars in that time, there was this emphasis put on them about boys. I actually found this audio where the girls are talking about older male actors who they had crushes on, and while it was innocent, have a listen to this audio.
2: Okay, well last time we were on your show, I said that I liked Brad Pitt.
0: Or Tom Cruise. Yeah you did. You had a crush on. He's out. Oh, he's out! He's out.
2: <laughs> and last time we were uh, I was here, I liked Brad Pitt. Yeah. But he's out. He's out
0: too? Yeah, now, but now who's he's in? Ben, Affle- ben Affleck. Ben Affleck mm. you like? Ladies! Mm. Interesting choice. Okay. Mm. What is it about Ben that you enjoy?
2: I was really cute though. I mean, we all had childhood crushes. And also, if you look at the industry at the time and how young women in entertainment were spoken to, it was always, Do you have a boyfriend?
1: And while at the helm of an empire, it was impossible for the girls to have a normal childhood. And their fans and the public were obsessed with them and they would often come up and hug them.
2: Yeah, as you can imagine, that would have been super strange for them. And they were often really shocked that people felt like they knew them so well. So at the peak of their popularity, what would lead the most influential twins to step away from the spotlight?
1: We explore what happened next, the end of their acting career, and as they pivoted their lives into a much quieter existence, literally, recluse, (laughs) find out in part two of our series on Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. This will be out in a week next Thursday, so make sure you subscribe on your podcast app now so you don't miss it and turn on automatic downloads. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Gloss, part of the Self Love Club Media. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you're enjoying listening, please write us a kind review, and you can follow and find us at Gloss the Podcast on Instagram. Share the link if you had an obsession and you know basically all your friends, your family did as well. Send a
0: link of this episode for them to enjoy, maybe in your group chat. We'll catch you next week. Bye!